Welcome to Breath and Body Yoga's podcast. My name is Karen Asulin, and today we welcome John Friend. John has been teaching yoga professionally for 40 years. He was deeply involved in the founding of Anisara Yoga in 1997, but since 2012, John has been on a radical, revolutionary new path with Desi Springer, and in 2013, they co-founded the Bowspring Method, a healing modality and postural template that has transformed the lives of students around the world. At Breath and Body Yoga, we've adapted this modality, and we use this alignment system in all of our classes. Hello, John, and welcome back. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much. So today we're here to talk about Radiant Heart. Can you start by defining the concept of Radiant Heart? What is it and how do we go about establishing a Radiant Heart? Yes. So Radiant Heart is really the key for our whole Bowspring method. And it generally refers to the fullness of our rib cage. And so when you think of the central channel that runs from the base of the pelvis to the top of the head, or even just think of one spine, the general idea, and you can think of for even any kind of yoga system, is in any pose that we would want the spine to have its maximum length. And in the bowspring, we create the length through curvature and through like a wave, uh, a double S curve on the back of the body. So if you were just looking at the back of the head, a curve of the neck, a curve in the thoracic spine, which is the back of the rib cage, and that's the radiant heart area. And then you have the lower curve of the, of the lower back and even the curvature of the hips or the glutes. So that whole backside is this wavy double S curve. And right in the middle of the central channel is the rib cage, is the thoracic spine. So in the bowspring method, we make every pose really full from inside the very core of our heart, inside the very epicenter of the rib cage. And that's done fundamentally by a very positive, strong, courageous attitude. Mm -hmm. So conversely, we all know that when we're not feeling well, we feel low, depressed, um, when we're uh, just, yeah, feeling poor about ourselves or what's, what's happening in the world, our rib cage can shrink. So we right. literally get smaller inside. And then if we're doing poses, um, our spine can be misaligned when the very center of the spine is deflated, the energy behind the spine is deflated, then there isn't this resilience that can give it this added length. And you're, we're unable to make this double S curve of the bowspring. So by charging our rib cage with our attitude, with our, literally with our heart, and that's why we call it radiant heart. It's this expansion of our will and a, for a positive intention. And it could be for our health and it could be that we're, we want to help others as well. That that energy, that attitude of the heart creates a circumferential expansion. So the ribs don't just expand on the backside. They can expand back and front, so you get more of this fullness in the sagittal plane or this uh, back-to-front plane, and you have a widening right and left, but you also have this lift of the rib cage up and away from the earth toward the sky, and that's in every pose. So when yeah. you're able to get the rib cage first, so we really put it in our little formula, our algorithm for the bowspring, 
we have the radiant heart first. And when you make that happen, then you can get and align the lower part of the body, the, the hips and the lower back. You can align the neck and the head. You can get the rest of the body all integrated to make this extension, which is also like a spring. So we're using the extension of the spine, not by just pulling the tailbone down and lengthening the top of the neck up. So it's not just pulling the two ends apart, but we're using the fascial springiness and resiliency of the connected tissue aligned in this double S curve to help open up the central channel, to open up the spine and the vital energy inside the body. So for us, radiant heart is the key. Yeah. You mentioned that you list the, in the Bowspring algorithm, the Bowspring algorithm counts the radiant heart as number one in the sequence. So you can, can you explain a little bit about what that means and how we can refer to this during our practice? Yeah, we often think too, the central channel, just thinking again, instead of just only a, maybe an isolated or limited area like the rib cage, we use the central channel from the base of the hips to the top of the head. We even think of that as most primary. We can give it a zero if you're going to give it like some sort of ranking. So even before right. <laughs> number one, we think of make the central channel full and long. And it's more of just opening. And then once you have yourself just um, in this more open length, then to create right from the beginning, the radiant heart. And then keeping that, then you can add the next thing. So we have these little steps that we mm -hmm. use that you get trained, that we all can learn, and we apply them in these various poses. And when we're able to do the radiant heart first, then we literally have a chance to naturally curve the lower back and curve the neck to curve and to get this double S curve, this natural curve on, in the spine, it just creates a balanced alignment throughout. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful force. For me, it can literally transform my mood. You know, it's impossible to be angry or mad if you have a full rib cage and a radiant heart. It can really uplift you spiritually as well as physically. You know, from a personal experience, I know that it is challenging to keep the base ribs rising in full. Can you share some advice for everyone on how to continually expand through our base ribs as we go about our day or even during our practice? Yeah, it's tricky. The base ribs, and you, when you say that, it's think of it more of like the bottom half of the rib cage. Yeah. And so, and again, it's on all sides. So if you're, if you're slumping, the, the base ribs on the backside, which is where the kidneys are, that might be already kind of rounded, but the, the front, mm -hmm. the diaphragm, the um, areas of the floating ribs, that might be compressed. So to literally create this energy of the, the whole bottom part of the rib cage, you literally, we have to just breathe fully. Using the breath is a great way to start. So you feel like you're opening your wings, you're opening the sides of the ribs, and then breathing back and front. So there's literally a fullness to the body three-dimensionally. And it just takes, it literally takes attention. It takes willpower to bring your breath there, to bring your mind there, to create this lift. 
And it's just fully choosing to fully participate in the moment and fully participate in life. When we want to withdraw, that area will shrink. So it's really a choice. It comes from our truly our free will to fully cooperate in this in this day. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Would you say that our goal would be to move through our day with an expansive rib cage and a radiant heart? Well, of course, it's not so easy, though. I mean, you know, just like yeah. all the stress that we have, we tend to come get down. And and you mentioned, you say that it's hard for you to um, and, and have a radiant heart, right. which is really a, it's, it's a interesting um, thought because when we see things that are unjust, for instance, one could have, I think, a, an appropriate anger. And mm-hmm. that when you get that kind of appropriate anger and it charges you to, to move into action to hopefully, hopefully bring some justice to the situation, <laughs> the rib cage can, can expand. Okay. So it's how we use our emotions in a positive way that we're really glorifying the life force within us. We're, we're sharing also and giving out this life force in in hopefully positive ways and in ways that can be inspiring and uplifting and and helpful for others as well so it's it really comes from our our intent and when we put a meaningfulness on our day and what we're doing then that's going to reflect in our heart it's going to reflect in our rib cage and that's the first place if you want to for people that are even just uh, wanting to do alignment um yoga or whatever for pain, pain reduction, it's going to have a lot to do with their alignment. And if the rib cage is deflated, and even if they're yeah. doing back bends, then, then there isn't, it's just a, it's a unicurve. It's not going to have a, a, any kind of resiliency from inside so that when we curve backward, the hips and the head coming close to each other create only compression, more um, yeah, a deflation inside the ribs will just lead to this compression in the low back, most likely. So expanding the ribs with the full heart, you can make it so therapeutic. And so the, the pain in the lower back is often alleviated and even pains in the neck. So when someone comes to us and say, oh, I have a shoulder pain or, a sho- or even a hip pain, that instead of yeah. going only to that spot and seeing what the alignment is there, we first and foremost go to the rib cage and we teach our friends and students how to make the rib cage full in these various positions. And most importantly, just through the day, just walking around or at our desk um, and just in, in a queue, in a line at a store, keeping the ribs yeah. full and bright and um, in a positive with the positive light. Yeah, I had a pain in my hamstring that went away from inflating the base ribs on my left side. So it's pretty amazing. Oh, well, thank good. you so much for being. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for being here today, John. Uh, I'm looking forward to our next podcast where we can continue to dive deep into the Bowspring algorithm and really expand our understanding of the Bowspring method. Thanks so much, Karen. So thank, thank you.